Clendell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you, we're having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Think about it. Everything's polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uh, 92 FM tonight. It feels like a nice, clean little band. Oh, no, isn't it? Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere. Uninvited. Dirty thoughts, a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? Coming to you live from behind enemy lines in Chirac, Illinois. What's good, fam? How you guys doing out there? Happy Tuesday. It is the 27th of December. We're wrapping up the, uh, the 2022 year finally. Thank God. I know I can't wait for 2023. I don't know about you guys out there, but I know I'm looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can um, look forward to a new year. We can we can start a new and uh, and for real this time with um, with new ideas, new solutions, and and new fights and battles going into the future, and um, a lot happening in our family, a lot happening around the world. Uh, it seems as though uh, you know uh, it's it just keeps hitting us hard. But anyways, love you guys very much. I appreciate you all for being out there today, and uh, I got a lot of good stuff lined up for you guys today. It's kind of a slow news day, so I got a couple of uh, extended digs for you today. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky is in the Pandora Papers. I don't know if you guys were around four years ago when I did the uh, presentation on the Panama Papers. That's one of the first times I got shadow banned, <laughs> dehumanized, and and hidden from the world when we talked about that. Um, well, I found something here today. Vladimir Zelensky is in those Pan Pandora Papers. 
with offshore accounts in the uh, Virgin Islands. So we're going to talk about that and do a presentation on that. It's going to take me, you know, a good half hour or so to get through all that. Uh, I also found a Pfizer whistleblower uh, that I want to bring attention to for the rest of the uh, content creators out there to uh, raise her up and see if we can raise her voice in some kind of way among among our, our community as well. So I'll get you guys her contact information and uh, see if we can get some more, more uh, um, information about uh, the Pfizer whistleblower. There's also some interesting breaking news going out there today as, as well as some just interesting things around the world as always. So that's what we got planned for you guys today. We got lots of good stuff, and uh, it was tough to find kind of interesting topics today. I think I found a couple of good ones for you guys. So hopefully you can hang out today and and uh, and uh, you know just relax. Pick up, pull up uh, some coffee. You got you got your fresh coffee out there yet? Grab your grab yourself some coffee. I had to make a whole pot today. Something told me I was going to need uh, another cup of coffee today. <laughs> But uh, it's good to see you guys out there today. Do me a favor when you guys get a second. Check out uncensoredabe.com. Bookmark the website. If you ever need to get a hold of me, if you ever want to find uh, information about uh, how to get a hold of the website how to, or how to get a hold of the live stream, how to find me. Uh, and also, don't forget to check out the 2021 archive blog. If you're looking for uh, things that happened in 2021 that were very interesting in a year where everything seemed lost. In a world where uh, everything seemed to be clown world, uh, I'm really proud of the shows that I did in 2021, showing you that there's a lot more happening in the world than meets the eye, and it's not always the the narratives that are out there that are the the stories of the day. And that's what we've been trying to do here on the platform is is show you there's much more happening in the world than meets the eye, and just to bring you different perspectives on things. And that's what we're going to continue to go on into next year as well. So do me a favor, bookmark the website. You can find the podcast on Podbean. I Heart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone. The growth in the podcast has been exponential in this year, and I appreciate everyone out there who downloads the podcast. And you can also find all of the, the important links of the day uh, downloaded in India and Pakistan and China and Russia and Southeast Asia and Europe, Canada, South America, all around the world. There are uh, podcast downloads happening of this platform, and it's just amazing to watch. So thank you all from all around the world. I wish you a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, and a happy new year going into the new year. Much love to you all out there. The Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab links, and as well as Facebook are all at the top of the website right there. I'm locked out on my Twitter again uh, because I uh, don't have a phone number right now. And I, I, I made the Twitter account through my phone number because I don't have an email address that I can use. And now I'm trying to get it unlocked with Twitter support, and it's going to take forever probably. So I'm off Twitter for right now until I can figure something out on that. Uh, I got a phone bill I got to pay that I can't afford right now, so I'm kind of waiting to, to for some money to start hitting towards the end of the month here. Pretty soon here, all of the, all of the money starts hitting. So uh, struggling a little bit, but whatever. Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, uh, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hubbing, Tiger Network, where you can find the live streams, YouTube, Bandas, so be it, screw them, have a nice life. Previous shows and popular shows I think you need to see. I'm going to leave up the DHS censorship, the DHS Obama's Stasi leaks. I'm going to leave that one up there for a while. It was about a three-and-a-half-hour presentation. The first half hour of the stream didn't launch correctly, so I had to relaunch things. But if you haven't seen it, check it out when you get time. It's very important that you understand the bigger picture of what's happening with Obama's Stasi in the DHS. Appreciate you all. The previous two shows are always up on the screen as well, and you can find all of the replays on all of the platforms as well. Uh, help me keep the lights on, Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, and buy me a coffee or where you can do that. I appreciate you all very much. The MyPillow uh, end-of-year sale, closeout sale, is still happening. If you want to get yourself some cool stuff with huge discounts, now's your chance to get it. The, the, the body pillow is usually $120. You can get it for $40. Bucks. I mean, that's an instance of 
of of you know what how much it costs for stuff. The feather bed topper, usually five hundred bucks, you can get it for two hundred. I mean, it's the the deals right now, end of the season, end of the year blowout deals on mypillow.com. We appreciate them for supporting alternative media creators, alternative platforms, and we appreciate his fight for election integrity as well. Much love to Mike Lindell and everyone out there fighting for election integrity. The Buy Me a Coffees, thank you all very much for the support on that. I appreciate you all very much. And then I have to finish with some somber news today as we found out this morning that Landon has passed away. Uh, if you've been following my brother's uh, platform, uh, you hear that he has been struggling with uh, cancer that came up out of nowhere. Um, and at a young age of, uh, I believe he's 6, 17, um, uh, at a young age, he has passed away, and uh, it has been quite the year for our family, uh, losing our pops and um, and all the rest of the stuff that's happened this year. It's been a very difficult year, and I see everyone out there um, reaching out with extra prayers and re- reaching out and, and just saying, uh, you know, prayers up for the family, and thank you all for that. Just just the, the idea that uh, you guys are, are in our thoughts we appreciate it very much, and it's uh, it helps lift us up daily in a very difficult end of the year. So thank you all very much for the thoughts, loves, and prayers for landing out there. We appreciate you all very much. God bless you all. Keep them coming. Uh, appreciate you all. Um, everyone over there at the Foxholes working their way in here today, and you guys are already having a field day with the gold pills. Thank you all very much out there. I appreciate you all. Bitch Tori is in the house. Abolitionist, much love. Thanks for being here today. Um, thank you for the 117 gold pills. I appreciate it. Uh, Palladius is out there dropping the links. I appreciate you. Bitch, Toria, good, good to see you. Abolitionist, much love, brother. Sly Park, Shackle Freedom, God bless you. Hope all is well. Dawn is out there listening and painting, maybe. I'm going to get my paintings out, Dawn. Um, I, have two, I have one painting I'm proud of. It is actually an ink blot of a, of a elderly man in... Southeast Asia in the rice fields, an elderly man carrying an elderly woman, a woman, um, you know, a, a large, fairly large woman, and he's just carrying her on the back through the rice fields. And it, it is the, um, it was a perfect uh, picture for uh, a black white ink drawing and, or ink painting. Um, and I'll get it out sometime and I'll show you. I, I've been actually wanting to get uh, an easel back and um, tap back into my my painting uh, uh, artistic side of what I've been wanting to do. And, and I may do that actually here in the near future. So um, Dawn, much love to you. I'll get that painting out and I'll show it to you here. Uh, if I can get, I'd put it in the garage somewhere with all my high school stuff. It's I don't know where I put it. So I'll get out there uh, maybe this weekend and uh, I'll find it. Maybe next week I'll show you. Uh, I'm actually pretty proud of it. And I have, um, I actually did a, a, a mask painting. Um, and so the, the task was uh, paint a mask. And I looked at it differently. And what I ended up painting was a, a civilian face, uh, half of it, and the other half a uh, Marine Corps uh, a Marine Corps man in uniform. And I said, do, do you like this idea for a mask? And she was like, yes, that sounds great. Uh, and so uh, one of my best friends from high school actually has a painting before while I was in high school, before I joined the Marine Corps, of of a uh, uh, it was called uh, a mask painting and it was it's a half civilian half Marine Corps uh, um, camouflage face um, and uh, yeah so my best friend has that painting actually still he told me I, last time I saw him he said yeah I'm saving that thing forever so uh, yeah maybe maybe someday that painting will will uh, be the first actual painting I ever did. Uh, not Hunter Biden style, but uh, 
Uh, but yeah, I'll dig that out. And uh, so Don asked, uh, yeah, it was, I was semi-joking with you, but I do have one painting I am actually semi-proud of. But the, when I did back backgrounds and stuff like that, Don, it was laughable. Um, I love watching people do uh, pull in different colors and stuff and, and the creativity behind the layering. Um, I, it's something I want to get back into. So I look forward to testing those skills. Anyway, enough babbling about that. Thank you all for the thoughts, loves, and prayers. And I thank you all for the gold pills already. I missed a bunch of you out there. The abolitionist, one leg patriot dropping a ship on me. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Slide Park dropping a phone and some shades and abolitionist with another phone. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you all. That's the ones that I see so far. It seems like I'm missing some there, but um, that's the ones that I see. I appreciate it. Everyone over there on Rumble working their way in here today. Much love and God bless you all. Our lurker crowd's usually over here. How you doing, Rumble? How you guys doing today? Much love. JDJR's in the house. JD Rish. Chris, thanks for dropping all the links. God bless you. Much love. I hope you're hanging in there and knock my socks off. And many other lurkers out there as well on Rumble. Much love, Rumble crowd. I got some good stuff for you today. <clears throat> I look forward to uh, hanging out with you for a couple hours. So... Uh, grab a cup of coffee and chill. How's that sound? Z Patriots and several others over there lurking and listening on uh, Twitch. Much love, Twitch fam. Appreciate you all, Z Patriot. God bless you, Chris. Much love. Thanks again for the links. And uh, D Live crowd is, uh, yeah, there's a few of you over there trying to figure out what the hell you're watching. Uh, hang out if you want. I got some, uh, I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. So perfect for D Live. <laughs> Or, or not. Uh, anyways, I appreciate you all for being here today. Uh, presenting Picasso. Yeah, not so much. Um, but I am. it was a pretty cool uh, task because if you can imagine um, just an ink blot painting uh, and using the, um, using the wrinkles of, uh, of an eld elderly people in Southeast Asia, I'm really proud of it. I should, I should probably dig it out and frame it actually and put it up. I think I might put it right there. So I'll dig it out and I'll, I'll get a frame for it and I'll show it to you guys. It'll be pretty cool. Hey, hey, who cares? Thanks. Uh, happy holidays. Twix the days. I get, how many days are left in 2022? Can we get to 2023 and then the first the first couple weeks of 2023 are, are my fun. So I'm going to be missing some shows here in the first week of January. So heads up on that front. Um, probably going to be, uh, let's see, I got to check the dates. I think I'm going to be out of here next Wednesday and returning next Saturday. So I'll probably miss Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I might do a remote show, but I don't have all of my remotes uh, hotspot and stuff because I had to cut back on all my expenses. So I don't know if I can do I can try to do a remote show maybe from the hotel, but the hotel, you know how that goes. So I don't know. I'll probably not just do the stream those three days, and I'll probably just focus on the garbage I got to deal with on that. And then the end of uh, January, I got another thing I got to deal with. And then the end of uh, February is when everything else ha happens. So the two months here, I'm going to try to continue to pay the bills and keep uh, a roof over my head while doing shows. And if I have to, I, my truck is just trash. So I, there ain't no doing delivery jobs or anything like that. Um, but when I'm down, when I'm up in Wisconsin, I'm also going to be trying to handle some other other stuff financially to to free up some some cash as well. Give me a little bit of room here. Um, so I got. I mean, I just got. I, I'm basically waiting for this weekend to to plot all how I'm going to do all of this stuff, and then um, we'll see. Um, I know uh, my sis is flying into town here today. Joe, uh, you guys, is, does she change her flight? 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's what I was wondering, bro. I was wondering if uh, if it was later or earlier. So she's over at uh, our other sister's house. Excellent. Thank you for uh, picking her up. And I'm sure that was a fun trip all the way to O'Hare, bro. Uh, but uh, much love, bro, for taking care of that. And I look forward to seeing sis uh, later on tonight or tomorrow. Much love. Uh, appreciate you guys out there. All right. Uh, where was I now? Um, there was some breaking news. There was some other stuff that I wanted to talk about. And again, thank you all for the prayers for Landon and uh, my sister and her family. Uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers all day today when you have a prayer or, or a thought. Uh, just uh, keep uh, Landon in your thoughts today. Thank you guys out there. All right. Um, the key things today that I want to talk about. Number one, Vladimir Zelensky and the Pandora Papers. I got a few things I want to hop to before we get to that, and then we're going to do a, about a half-hour dig on that. Then the second half, I got some random other stuff that's interesting as we get into the second hour, and then we're going to dig into a Pfizer whistleblower dig uh, that's going to also take me about 25, half-hour, somewhere in there. And then we'll wrap it up uh, checking in with breaking news throughout the day. If you guys see anything happening out there, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll pop that in on that stuff. And uh, from there, that's kind of what we'll do. We'll hang out today and just relax. So thank you all again for hanging out, working your way in here today. Just kind of stalling a little bit. I see everyone slowly working their way in here today, but but uh, thanks, guys. All right, so where do we start? Uh, hey, Jay, much love. I'm working on – am I doing okay on uh, learning to shut my mouth? <laughs> I'm trying. Try, I'm, I'm doing better, I hope. I got to learn to that a conversation happens between multiple people, not just me and other people. <laughs> Anyways, so much to say, so much to say. You know what I'm saying? All right, we start here. Who told you that they were going, that the Title 42, that the Supreme Court was going to back it up? Today, it happened. The United States Supreme Court keeps in effect the health, pol health policy used to block migrants, and we knew that would happen. Title 42 staying uh, today, and hopefully that'll keep uh, some diseased um, military-aged males for, uh, that, that are, are out of prison in South America from coming into America. We'll see. But um, it is a important story, and um, and I'm, I'm just glad that uh, not all is lost in the courts. And we're going to talk a little more about the courts here in just a minute with Carrie Lake. But uh, another great day, another great win, and it happens every day. You just got to find them. Um, the reason why it's so important, well, Sarah Carter put this out not too long ago, about 10 minutes ago or so. Miami Border Patrol agents report a 500% increase in migrant apprehensions in fiscal year 2022. So it's not just Texas. It's not just Arizona. It's not just the border states, north and south. It is also um, down in Miami. So it, the problem is massive, and it, it appears that uh, no one in our government really gives a shit. So that's going to be another, just like it was with Trump, it's going to be another major thing going into the 2024 election. And the, the morons in D.C. just don't care, don't get it. And uh, they're going to learn another lesson in 2024. I can almost guarantee that. We'll podcast for food, shelter, and piping. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Oh, there looks like a delivery is here. Uh, let's see. President Trump uh, was uh, has a video today with Rainy on Waiting on Root. And before I get to President Trump, though, I wanted to uh, talk about Carrie Lake today. Uh, she'll be appealing her uh, case uh, going into, um, you know, for the for the court case that she that she was working on. Let me play the video here on this. 
when it comes to the sanction. We've sent our response over to the judge, and uh, we think that there's we had absolute merit with this lawsuit, and we're going to appeal it and take it even higher because we believe that if we can even get some of these other counts, you mentioned the signature verification. If the good people of Arizona saw what constituted a fair signature on these mail-in ballots, I guarantee you they would stand up and say no more mail-in ballots. It is outrageous what they let go through as a real signature. Nobody in their right mind, if you were blind in one eye and half blind in the other, you would not have approved these signatures and they're letting them go through when it comes to the sanction, we've sent our response, and we're going to work through uh, this week. As a matter of fact, we're tens of thousands. Uh, in, as far as the process goes, are you going to appeal this week? I just, hold a on real a second. signature. I just no screwed up. No people of Arizona saw what constituted a fair signature on these mail-in ballots. I guarantee you they would stand up and say no more mail-in ballots. It is outrageous what they let go through as a real signature. Nobody in their right mind, if you were blind in one eye and half blind in the other, you would not have approved these signatures. And they're letting them go through by the tens of thousands. Uh, in, as far as the process goes, are you going to appeal this week? Because I think uh, the inauguration yes. would be next week. So it'll be, you're going to appeal this week? We're appealing this week. As a matter of fact, right before I came on, I was on the phone with my attorney. I'm going to call him as soon as I'm done here, and we're going to work through uh, our appeal plan. You know, this is a, a shortened window. That's why the the trial came on so quickly, and we only had two days to prove our case. We had hundreds. We had, we had a 1,000 documents for the judge to go over, hundreds of pages for him to look through. He told us he was going to look through those before he made his ruling. We had uh, all kinds of witnesses who worked with NICTEC, who talked about a, a lack of chain of custody, who talked about a lack of signature verification. We have so much evidence in this case. We wish we could have presented it to show the whole world in court. But we only had five hours to make our case, which is very unfortunate for the people of Arizona. Uh, Carrie, how do people uh, get to you on social media and how do they get to you uh, for the continued support in this fight? Thank you. Uh, you can go to at Carrie Lake. I'm on Getter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, you know, all of the usual truth, all of that. And go to Save Arizona Fund, F-U-N-D. We could use help. Our attorneys are, are, are working really hard and we have to pay them. And patriots are stepping forward to help pay for this case. They want to see us take this all the way to the Supreme Court. We intend to continue fighting because we know we're in the right on this and we won't stop. So thank you, Steve. Want everybody to go check it out. Also, her Getter and Twitter account, I can verify, is a little spicy. So it's worthwhile uh, logging in. To, to you got to go to our War Room account. Carrie Lake War Room. Carrie Lake War Room is. So there you go. I was wondering if she was, um, if she would endorse Carrie Lake War Room, actually, because that, that account's freaking awesome. Anyways, um,. As we anticipated, if you've been listening, you know you anticipate that this case is very likely going to go through several appeals, and it may go as far as the Supreme Court. I think it's just going to go as far as the appeals court, the, uh, the where it's at right now. We'll see what kind of ruling we get, um, but we'll see. Uh, J-Bell, thanks for, the, thanks for that. I, um, I, I love having those conversations with large groups of people. It's just so hard to do, you know, but it was, it's been fun hanging out with you guys and it's been fun just kind of having just kind of chill conversations. I, I really have enjoyed it. So uh, I look forward to more of those much love. Um, 
Energio, uh, salute to you. Good to see you out there. Uh, much love. Thanks for being here, Sean Joe. Good, good to see you out there as well. And uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. <clears throat> so if you guys are bored late night, uh, usually we're 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 lurking, hanging somewhere. It's kind of because uh, I'm always digging or looking at something, right? So half the time I'm usually sitting here anyway, uh, digging on something or looking through a topic or. Or, you know, seeing what the mainstream media is saying about something. So, you know, I don't get much time to do anything else. So it's like, well, I'm sitting here anyway. I might as well go hang out with those guys. <laughs> uh, President Trump was on uh, Wayne Allen Root uh, today, yesterday. Oh, it's 53 minutes. Um, let's see. How, let me just find the part where he, uh, President Trump's in here. I kind of want to hear. I've been missing uh, President Trump, man. It's about 20 minutes. You guys want to hear it? I kind of want to hear it. Um, you know, a, a chance to have a more extended uh, discussion uh, from President Trump. It looks like it's about 15 minutes or so. It, that sounds like it's worth our time uh, to hear from the president around the holidays. Let's let's uh, do it. Give us a little bit of time to chill here. Um, that might take up too much of my time to try to get some of these digs done, but that's all right. I, I kind of want to hear from the president. So let's see what he had to say with Ray Allen Root. Uh, I think this was yesterday. 37 to come. We'll be right back. Wayne Allen Root, America's Top 10 Countdown. The Root, the Root, the Root's on fire. Contact me. Love to hear from you. Good. Thanks, uh, Wayne. It's great being with you. It's always great being with you. We have, we've done some good work together. We have. You know, you know I'm on your team 110% forever. I'm that. loyal for life. Yep. And that's my ball game. When I'm loyal, I'm loyal. And that's it. I never go back. We need that's you back right. as president. And my opening commentary, which you haven't even heard yet, but I'm sure you'll get a chance to see a copy of the show. My opening commentary was for this Christmas, I want everyone to appreciate the great gift of President Donald J. Trump because he is our Braveheart. He is our William Wallace. If you remember Mel Gibson's movie Braveheart, it's you fighting against the deep state and the D.C. swamp, and you're the only thing between them and all of us being serfs and slaves. So we appreciate you, I appreciate you, and I, I pray to God you're back again in 24. Well, that's really nice. And the rhinos, too. You know, the rhinos are really bad. In a lot of ways, they're worse than the Democrats. At least you, you know where yep. the Democrats are coming from. But these rhinos that we have and guys like Mitch McConnell is so bad. Like this omnibus bill, it's not even it's not even believable they're going to pass it. Horrible! It's uh, just an Horrible. incredible I mean, thing. It's uh, how he gets away I, I with this you, stuff. Go ahead. I, I know you commented on the omnibus bill. I saw your comments today. Yeah, Same as mine. Terrible. How could Republicans vote for this? Why would Republicans vote for this? Because Mitch McConnell raises money and he gives it to Republican senators and they go out and vote. Very simple. He's not a leader. He just raises money and he gives it, you know, he pays, gives them a lot of money. And it's amazing, you know, that they can get that by because they needed 10 senators, 10 or 12, and he gets to 10 or 12, including himself. It's a horrible bill. Do you know, on the border security, we get nothing. And yet we're giving Nothing. four or five countries border security for almost $500 million. So they're allowed to have border Correct. security and we're not. It's not, even, it's not even possible what they're doing. And if they waited yeah, for two or three weeks, you'd, uh, you'd have the Republican Congress helping and would make a much right. better deal. But he, doesn't, well, he know, wants to get America's it done before the Republican Congress comes in. 
This is America's top 10 countdown show, so I come up with the top 10, right? And you just covered quite a few of them. In other words, I said, here's a bill that gives border security to Middle East countries, but none to ours. And here's yep. a bill that gives another $45 billion to Ukraine, but their invasion. But what about our border invasion? If Title 42 gets lifted, what's going to happen to America? Well, right now it's doing better than we thought in the courts. The courts are sort of holding it up because, uh, you know, the judges are saying, like, this is crazy what they're doing to our country. You know, it's, it gets beyond the legal. It gets like it's common sense, most of this stuff. And uh, it'll certainly be a horrible thing. And right now it's extended to pass the weekend. But, you know, I was the one that put it in. It was my idea. And I had remain in Mexico, which was everybody had to remain in right. Mexico until we found out whether or not they're suited to come into our country. Because, you know, I talk about unloading the prisons into our country and everything else, but they're also unloading a lot of the people that aren't making it in their countries. These are smart people. I know them right. all, the dictators and the presidents and all, of, you know, the various countries. And they're smart, streetwise people. And what they're doing is sending us all of the people that aren't making it in their country. And we are getting right. inundated with millions. I'll bet you the real number will be 15 million people within a year. 15 million total. I agree. But, but you understand the ultimate goal here is that no Republican will ever win for office ever again, let alone yeah. president. No Republican will win. That's the whole point. They're all going to vote Democrat for the rest of all time. But they don't need to do this because they cheat so well. Wayne, they don't need to do this because they cheat so well that they don't need it. You know, they make up ballots and everything else, but they cheat so well that they actually don't need this. You understand? It's crazy. They're I destroying do. our fact, country. I, I, one of my questions was, do you feel vindicated, you and I both? Because I've been there right with you every day for two years now saying the election was rigged and stolen. And by the way, they just did it again. Look at Carrie Lake. Come on, if that's not rigged and stolen, I don't know what is. But don't you feel vindicated now that you know the FBI was ordering Twitter around and other social media too, I'm sure? It's an amazing thing because you had 2,000 mules and you had all the different things and thousands and thousands of pictures of people ballot stuffing and, and so many other things, you know, so many right. other things. You had more votes and you had voters and lots of things. And it never was, you know, it's, it, it was 78% of the people agreed, but still, they didn't agree with, like, fervor. For some reason, this right. FBI thing has just really infuriated. People are calling me up all of a sudden. You know, people that were not into it as much and people that were saying, like, I don't know. You know, they, they're doing other things in life, okay? You know, in all fairness to them. And now they're saying, you know, you were right. This election was rigged and stolen. This was rigged. Because the FBI thing was so egregious and now the FBI puts right. out a statement saying, oh, gee, we love working with companies. Wait a minute. They didn't work with a company. They worked with a company to suppress Trump and to build up Biden. And it was right. pure and simple. Right. Suppress. And it and amounted to millions and, and millions and millions of votes. And they paid them. In other words, to me, yep. if government pay is them. paying private industry yeah. to change the news feed and to change what they're seeing and to suspend and ban Wayne Root and to make sure no one likes Donald Trump. That's treason. Yep. That's that's treason. Yep, that is. If, can you imagine if it happened on the other side? Can you imagine if it happened with right. Obama being on the other side? How about this? We caught imagine? them uh, cheating on my campaign. They were they were 
spying on my campaign. How about if we spied on, let's say, Obama's campaign, okay? Right. Let's say right. Obama, because it was Obama. This was before I got in. You know, this corruption took place long before I got in. But what happened is, and it continues in the form of a deep state, but could you imagine if we were spying on Obama or Biden, but Obama's campaign? And they, was, they were spying on oh. my campaign. And that was Obama and Biden no. and Comey and all of this... This, these people that were there. Incredible. Well, you, you may not even know that, that Obama, as president, literally used the IRS to come after me and try and destroy my life. Can you well, imagine if you used the IRS to go after oh, Obama's sure. fans or no. Obama or Democrat senators? Sure. Can you imagine? Yeah, we're not Crazy. allowed to do that. Right, but he, uh, they did it. And well, what they've done to Christians, right. what they've done to Christians yeah. and what they did to the Tea Party and everything else, was right. just terrible. And to me, terrible. personally. <laughs> All right, yeah. so let me get to a couple That's of controversial terrible. things. And I'm on your team 100%. You know that I'm Jewish by birth. And yeah. I've always felt that you were the greatest president ever for the Jewish people and for Israel. You're a mm -hmm. great guy. You were the grand marshal of the Israel parade down Fifth Avenue, Manhattan. Come on. So I want right. to give you a chance now to answer all the critics who try and make it like you're anti-Jewish and you sat with an anti-Semite. Yeah. Ridiculous. Answer those critics, please. Well, look, it's a very simple answer. I've done more for Israel than probably almost any other person, let alone president, but certainly Correct. than any other president. Nobody even close. I mean, I could go through a list of things, and I don't want to bore you with it, but I could go through a list of things from Jerusalem to the embassy to, you know, so much. So much. To, frankly, the yes. Iran nuclear deal, which is probably more important, to go right. on heights, uh, and, and then you can take it right from there. Even your... Uh, Gentlemen from Iowa that they put him in jail for 28 years, and I pardoned him. And uh, Rubashkin, right. uh, I pardoned him, and it was horrible what they did. But I could go on and on and on. But you don't have enough time for that. Nobody did more. And I, I gave a speech to a lot of very wonderful Jewish people the other day, about 900 at Doral in Miami. And I, I said, uh, I you've gotta, you've gotta be, you've got to be more loyal to your friends. Because, you know, if you take a look at the Israeli lobby, the Israeli lobby 15 years was untouchable. Now it's, frankly, you have politicians running away from it. And it's, you know, they've got to be careful because you have uh, AOC plus three, you know, Tlaib and the group. You have a lot of people right. that have developed more power than Israel has. They have to be loyal to their friends. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, I think you're as loyal as anyone to the Jewish people in the history of the White House. And I understand your anger and I understand your questioning why the heck you're not getting the Jewish vote being loyal back to you. I get it. I'm Jewish and I get it. So I got 25 percent of the Jewish vote in 2016. I got 25 percent of the Jewish vote. And I didn't do it for votes. I did it because it was the right thing to do. Then I did Golan right. Heights, which is a big deal. They were trying to get it for 60 years. I got it done in 15 minutes. I did Golan Heights, which is unbelievably important. But more importantly, I did the embassy. I did Jerusalem becoming the capital. I did I all, all of this different. Look, I know them and all. Then They're I all did, great. They're all great. And then I did no. And then I did the Iran nuclear deal and terminated it, which is was probably the most valuable thing I did, if you want, because they, they want to terminate Israel. So I did the Iran nuclear deal. And then a guy calls me up, who I know, who's been very good to me. You know, he was on Tucker Carlson the other day, a couple of months ago, saying Trump is great. And he wanted to have dinner because I think he needed help. 
because he needs help. But I think he needed Kanye, help. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden they say, oh, I'm having dinner with him and he's an anti-Semite. Now, how am I supposed to know he's an anti-Semite? If he is an anti-Semite. He didn't express that to me, by the way. But if he is. So all I, of a I sudden. No, no. We've got to have more loyalty. Yeah. No, I get it. Listen, Obama sat in the pew of an anti-Semite for 20 years giving That's lectures right. at his church, Reverend Wright, and nobody ever said a word about it. The nah. media liberals, no one. You have one dinner with a stranger, and the whole world's against you. Let me yeah. get to point number two that I get letters all the time about. Why we, we know you don't like Mitch McConnell, but why do you stand with Kevin McCarthy or Ronan McDaniel? That's another two I get all the time, but we don't understand why. Because to me, I don't like them either, like McConnell, to me. But you tell me. Go ahead. I'll tell you. Look, first of all, uh, I think Kevin uh, has really worked hard. I think perhaps most importantly, we're playing a very dangerous game. We have a majority of uh, literally a few votes, a few votes, and you could end up with somebody uh, just horrible. You could end up with a horrible speaker, including possibly a Democrat speaker. So they're playing a very dangerous game. You know, I could tell you a lot about look i know so much about this particular thing but they're playing a very very dangerous game they really are i get very it. dangerous I get it. he's game. better than the worst case scenario but you know that at times mccarthy has stabbed you in the back so, no, so when he does he did. that i, I don't mean like i understand him. that i yeah. understand that i mean he does it again right, well right. fight back and all this stuff but and it's possibly will you know i mean i get life i get the way it works but we are in a situation where you know a couple of votes and you're going to have people. We had a guy named Boehner. You know, he was a crying guy. I watched yeah, him the John other day Boehner, crying yeah. all over the Terrible. place. I've never seen. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen anything like it. He was crying like a baby. Every time they asked him a question, he broke down. But we had him, and they didn't want him, and they got him out, and then they couldn't make the right deal. And they ended up with Paul Ryan, who was ten times worse. Okay, ten times worse. Yeah. He's the worst. And well, they're all, he was a they horrible, all suck is what it comes He was a horrible to. speaker. Why and, you know, that stuff could happen again. It could. But it seems like all our Republican leaders, they're all weak and feckless and cowardly, except well, you. The, I worst, why we the worst we you. have is Mitch McConnell. I mean, Mitch McConnell is the worst. Yeah. And what I well, really I with that. am disappointed in, he was so nice to me. For two years, and he was just as nice as you could be, and he was running and he was losing, and he asked for my endorsement. And instead of running somebody in the primary against him in Kentucky, which likes me and I like them, I didn't do that. I didn't run. I should have run somebody in the primary. But for two, two and a half years, he was so nice. So I gave him the endorsement, and he He's went up 20 snake. points, and he won. And then as soon as he won, He's it was like, uh, you know, just ridiculous it was ridiculous but he's, he's bad news. He's, he's, he's so bad for the snake. country and he's so bad for the party right well it's dc you know what they say if you want a friend get a dog they're all snakes yeah. that's the problem yeah. no he's you bad news. snakes and vipers all right last question because i i know i promised you i keep this tight last question and again you know i'm with you all the way 110 percent. but you and i disagree right. on one issue the vaccines but I tell right. people all the time, it doesn't matter because, number one, you're the greatest economic president of my lifetime and economy is number one for me. And number two, you're against mandates. So nobody would right. ever have to take it against their will. So right. I just want to get you on record saying if you're president again in 2024, for all those people that keep writing me letters saying, how can you support President Trump when you don't believe in the vaccines, Wayne? And he does. I just want to get this literally out there for everybody. You would not well, all, mandate vaccines. Yeah. 
That's true. Well, and I didn't. And even more so, and you know, you I had governors. I had governors that, you know, being going with a Federalist program. But some of these governors, more so than Florida, more so than anybody, some of these governors kept their states open, and they didn't mandate at all. Right. And that was okay with me. Right. I didn't make the mandate. That's now right. they make a mandate. You know, with, right. with Biden, they make a mandate. But I didn't do that. And my attitude was, if they want to take them, they can take them. If they don't want to take them. But right. I did provide them I in agree. nine months instead of five years or 12 years. They said it was going to take it. I got it done by the FDA in nine months. And I have to say, Wayne, there are people that say I saved in the world, I saved 100 million lives. 100 million people it. died in 1917, and they say this would have been worse. I saved 100 million it, lives. A, there are people. Now, you know, you look at different I reports, and some reports are glowing and some yes. aren't. But I got it done in nine uh, months I, listen, instead of... But I didn't make people take them. If they didn't want to take them, they didn't have to. And I right. had governors All, who kept their states open. Literally, if you look at Tennessee, if you look at South Carolina... Uh, South Dakota. Right. I mean, we had states Florida. that never closed, and they never mandated because I never made the mandate. Right. No, that's good. I just want to make sure you're on record. You're not for mandates, and you would never mandate a child to get this vaccine. No. You never mandate no. the military. The military. I actually think to get the children vaccine. shouldn't have them. I, the children don't need them. You know, with the stronger right. immune systems, right. the children don't need them. I think that's terrible what they're doing and with the, the children. But I, I did not right. mandate. I wouldn't mandate. And the military. And I made it possible for governors not to mandate, too. And I made it possible for governors to keep their states open. Now, the right. Democrats want, didn't do the that. Military. They had this crazy plan of I closing heard, up the states. I heard you say clearly and loudly that anyone in the military who lost their job was kicked out of the military because they wouldn't vaccinate. You think they should get their job back and get back pay. So that's great. That's right. That's a great yeah, thing. That's part of a plot. That's so, part of my platform. They get their back. They get back pay. They should not. That should not have right. happened. Our military. Our military has such potential. What they're doing to our military with this woke nonsense is horrible. Yes. Afghanistan was such an embarrassment to our country. It was incredible. And look at me. I took out ISIS. I took out a hundred percent of the ISIS caliphate. Quickly knocked out Al Baghdadi. Knocked out Soleimani. Nobody's done more, and nobody's done more in many ways. But when you talk about Israel, and I know you're very close to Israel, when you talk about Israel, just the fact that I knocked out ISIS, and I look, you know, take a look at what I did. Nobody's right. done that. Nobody, and that's 100% and, and, of ISIS. Now they're trying to rebuild listen, ISIS, again. ISIS and the Iran Treaty alone make you the greatest leader ever for Israel, and that includes the leaders of Israel. So I'm with you, but I care about America most by far, yep. and America first, and you're the best America f All right, and you know where the rest of that's going to go, so uh, that's good enough. Um, I, I, I love how defensive President Trump got. Um, he, he is sick and tired of getting hammered for the vaccines and, and he's trying his best to justify it. And, you know, again, it's that, I think there's part of it. It's the generational change between, uh, you know, generations. And <clears throat> I think, uh, younger generations are more informed and more aware about, uh, how vaccines are used and how big pharma uses them. And, and, uh, it's all just a, uh, it's all just a money thing. It's it's all just for profits. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so he's trying to do his best to justify it in his mind. But, uh, 
You know, I think um, his his best bet on this would be just to say, you know, like like you said in chat, uh, it's you know, I I I was uh, I was told just the same as everyone else was told about these vaccines. I'm I'm not aware of how unsafe they are, and um, I was lied to just like everybody else. Uh, so, uh, you know, it is what it is, though. He's um, you know, when you're presented with decisions as president and you're presented with options on how to do things. That's kind of what he's saying there. He's saying, look, I had an option presented here to go with vaccines. I had an option presented here to shut down the whole freaking country. Right. And, and you saw what happened with just the States that shut down. Um, They just completely devastated communities and devastated small businesses all around the country. And um, you know, so we don't know how much worse it could have been, right? We don't, we don't, there's, there is, there is what we have gone through. Uh, we don't know what other, um, you know, how things could have turned out if d- different decisions were made by president Trump and others. We don't know that. So, um, you know, while, while he, there is plenty of, of criticism of president Trump to go around on this topic, um, I, I think putting, putting this on him is unfair. I'll just I'll just say that much. I'll just say that uh, that putting the the vaccine thing on President Trump is 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 not placing blame where it needs to be placed, um, and that's that's the biggest problem I see in our society in general is is needing somebody to blame, um, and just uh, I guess the buck always stops with the president. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> um, there's that. What time is it? Quarter till, and I haven't even started. My Pandora dig, and we're going to go straight to it right now. Let me clear my throat. Let me zoom in on this. This is going to take me all of about 20 minutes or so, so I'm going to go through this as fast as possible. But um, all right. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like his ego, that don't like his um, the way he, you know, parts of him. I, I that's fine. I mean, you can you can choose to to not like um, someone's personality, but uh, you got to respect the um, the outcome and the solutions that uh, that were presented. Panama Papers reveal offshore holdings of Ukrainian president and his inner circle. This is going to take a little bit, but we're going to get through it. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky rode to power on pledges to clean up the Eastern European country, but the Pandora Papers reveal he and his close circle were beneficiaries of a network of offshore companies, including some that owned expensive London property. The key findings in the Panama Papers are these. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and his partners in comedy production owned a network of offshore companies related to their business based in the British Virgin Islands, Cyprus, and Belize. Zelensky's current chief aide, Serhei Schieffer, as well as the head of the country's security service, were part of the offshore network. Offshore companies were used by Schieffer and another business partner to buy pricey London real estate. Around the time of his 2019 election, Zelensky handed his shares in a key offshore company over to Schieffer, but the two appear to have made an arrangement for Zelensky's family to continue receiving money from offshore. Actor 
Vladimir Zelensky stormed into the Ukrainian presidency in 2019 on a wave of public anger against the country's political class, including previous leaders who used secret companies to stash their wealth overseas. Now leaked documents prove that Zelensky and his inner circle have had their own network of offshore companies, two belonging to the president's partners who were used to buy expensive property in London. The revelations come from the documents in the Pandora Papers. Millions of files from 14 offshore service providers leaked to the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists and shared with partners around the world, including the OCCRP. The documents show that Zelensky and his partners in a television production company, Carvital95, set up a network of offshore firms dating back at least 2012, the year the company began making regular content for TV stations owned by Ihor Kolomitsky, an oligarch dodged, uh, dogged by allegations of multibillion-dollar fraud. The offshores were used by Zelensky's associates to purchase and own three prime properties in the center of London. The documents also show just before he was elected, he gifted his stake in a key offshore company, the British Virgin Islands registered Maltex Multicapital Corporation, M-A-L-T-E-X Multicapital, Maltex Multicapital Corporation to his business partner, soon to be his top presidential aide. And in spite of giving up his shares, the documents show that an arrangement was soon made that would allow the offshore to keep paying dividends to a company that now belongs to his wife. A comedian and actor who had been famous since the 2000s, Zelensky made his political rise a few years after taking a starting role as a political satire, Servant of the People, which began airing on Oligarchs Network in, on the Oligarchs Network in 2015, right around the same time as the color revolution take, taken off by Hillary's State Department and the United States Secret Service and the United States CIA. The, the show starred Zelensky as a humble history teacher whose anti-corruption rant in class... Uh, is filmed by a student, goes viral online, and wins him national office. In the case of life imitating art, Zelensky ended up um, winning the real-world Ukrainian presidency just three and a half years after the show's launch with more than 73% of the vote. Yeah, right. The vote. Zelensky capitalized on a widespread public anger at corruption, but his 2019 campaign was dogged by doubts over his anti-graft bona fides, given that his campaign was boosted by media belonging to Kolomiski, who was accused of stealing $5.5 billion from his own bank and funneling it into offshore in concert with his partner, Hennedy Bulahulbov. Bulahulbov. How the fuck do you say that? Bulahulbov. I don't know. Um, in the heat of the campaign, the political ally of incumbent President Petro Poroshenko published a chart on Facebook purporting to show that Zelensky and his television pro production partners were beneficiaries of a web of offshore firms that allegedly received $41 million in funds from Kolomitsky's Privat Bank. That ally, Vladimir Aryev, didn't provide evidence, but his accusations have never been proven. But the Pandora Papers show that at least some of the details in his alleged uh, scheme correspond to reality. The leaked documents show information on 10 companies in a network that match uh, structures detailed in Aryev's chart, 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 chart. The documents show that part of the network was managed with uh, help from Fidelity Corporate Services, an offshore consultancy that was one of the 14 firms whose documents make up part of the Pandora Papers leaks. 
The documents show that Zelensky and his partners used companies based in the British Virgin Islands, Belize, and Cyprus. Two of Zelensky's associates in the offshore network, who are also part of his TV production company, now hold powerful positions. Sergei Schieffer is Zelensky's top presidential aide, while Ivan Bakanov heads uh, security service of Ukraine. These powerful positions also come with risk. Schieffer narrowly escaped an apparent assassination attempt when his car was fired on outside of Kiev on September 22nd. He was unharmed, but the driver was wounded. Zelensky has repeatedly pledged to rein in oligarchs. The day after the attack on Schieffer, the country's parliament passed a bill that would create a register of oligarchs and bar them from financing political parties or taking part in privatizations. Zelensky said that an attempt on Sharif's life will receive a strong response and will not influence his fight against vested interest. A spokesperson for Zelensky declined to comment. Schieffer and Bakov did not respond to questions. I, good question. Uh, Schieffer, uh, Sergei Schieffer's brother, Borges, who is part owner of Maltex Multicapital Corporation, said he may indeed be an owner. He was unaware of the details of the offshore arrangement, but the lar- which was largely the work of Ukraine's now security service chief, Bakanov. Bakanov was our financial director. He set up the financial schemes for our company. Speaking honestly, I'm not ready to respond to you, he said. Borges Schieffer said uh, such offshore arrangements were necessary because of the threat uh, to the company of authorities and bandits. Carvatal's 95's members were moving to divest themselves of offshores, but it was a slow and difficult process, he said. All right, keeping keeping it moving. Mr. Holmes' new neighbors. It's unclear what most of the offshore network was used for, but a partial answer to the mystery can be found on London's Baker Street. Uh, near the residence of another famous fictional character, Sherlock Holmes. Thank you, Sean Joe. Pandora Papers documents show a network company that was used to purchase an apartment in London just a short walk from the museum that now stands at 221B Baker Street, the address of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's legendary detective. The area is one of several pricey parts of London favored by foreign investors using anonymous shell companies. Interesting. That apartment, a three-bedroom flat on Glenworth Street, was bought for 1.58 million pounds or 2.28 million dollars in 2016. Holy shit! By a Belize company owned by Schieffer, SHSN Limited. Two-bedroom flat nearby in Baker Street, Chalfont Court Building, uh, which was bought by Schieffer for, for 2.2 million pounds or 3.5 million in 2014 was also transferred to SHSN Limited SHSN Limited in 2018. The documents also show that another Carvatal 95 shareholder, Andrei Ikolev, obtained a roughly 1.5 million pound or a 2.3 million dollar apartment in the Westminster Palace Gardens building, a short walk from the Houses of Parliament, in 2015, after his BVI company purchased another BVI company that owned the property. When contacted by a reporter, Ikovlev, young lady, I don't speak with people I don't know. Contact our lawyers. <laughs> Is there any wonder that London's involved in all of this as well? Yuri Azarov, a Ukrainian lawyer who, was, who has worked for Zelensky and his uh, partners and whose name appears in some of the documents found in the Pandora Papers, also declined to comment. 
All right, mid-election maneuvering, next section here. There is no sign that Zelensky himself was part of a London property deal. However, the documents show that he was a key player in other parts of the offshore network. At the center of the webs of foreign firms is Maltex, Maltex Multicapital Corporation, which has never been linked to Zelensky before. In 2017, Maltex was divided equally between shell companies belonging to Zelensky Ikovlev and brothers Sergei Schaefer and Boris Schaefer. Ivan Bakanov, another Carvatel 95 partner, who now serves as Ukraine's secret police chief, was the beneficiary of another company that acted as a nominee and trustee for four other men's ownership of Maltex. Zelensky, together with his wife, owned a quarter of Maltex through a Belize registered firm called Film Heritage. But in 2019, in the heat of Zelensky's election campaign, Firm Heritage transferred its ownership of Maltex to another company owned by Sergei Sharif, or Sergei Schieffer. The soon-to-be presidential chief assistant, the transfer documents were prepared by Yuri Azarov. The deal provided Zelensky with a measure of distance from the offshore network while costing him nothing. Quote, the share certificate demonstrates that no money was paid by receiving the receiving party. Therefore, the ownership was merely transferred from one name to another. He never really owned it. It was just uh, on paper. You see, that's how we do these things. Roughly six weeks later, the same lawyer, Azarov, signed another document that stipulated that Maltex would continue to pay dividends to Zelensky's film heritage, even though it no longer owned any stake in the company. The document, a client profile of Maltex prepared for uh, Fidelity, disclosed the company's five largest sources of revenue were Ukraine, Belarus, Russia, Belize, and Cyprus. The Pandora Papers documents do not contain details of the size of any dividend payments or how many have been made, but since 2019, Zelensky's wife, Olena Zelenska, Zelensky, Zel, Zelenska has uh, been the sole beneficiary owner of Film Heritage, according to the online registry of officials' asset declarations, meaning any subsequent payments would have flowed to her. That's a follow the wives. There you go. Financial crime consultant Wood said the sheer transfer was possibly a charade aimed at hiding the, a stake in Maltex while still being able to make money off of it. Zelensky has not mentioned Maltex in any of his public asset declarations, including the one filed in 2018 when he still owned 25% of the company. I talked about it right off the top of the show, Shackle Freedom. Thanks for listening. In such an arrangement, the real owner has placed another person to act as his or her proxy to pretend to be a shareholder. The person making the transfer wants to retain the shares and benefits of the shares, but doesn't want uh, other people to know about that situation. In response to questions sent by Pandora Papers reporters, Fidelity confirmed it was the registered agent for Maltex Multicapital Corporation, but it also said that Zelensky was not currently an owner or beneficiary of any company under its administration. The president, Ukrainian president, did, uh, is not our client, nor does he have any ownership or any other person in any entity under our administration, Fidelity said. Of course, <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know nothing. I nothing. Nobody know nothing about nothing. The company also argued that there would have been nothing wrong to have worked for Zelensky prior to the asset to political office in 2019. We don't see any valid reason, blah, 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 blah. The company didn't respond to requests. Okay, a wider web. 
The documents in the Pandora Papers also contain details that dovetail with broader allegations of offshore machinations leveled against Zelensky and his partners during the 2019 election. Uh, during the campaign, the pro Poroshenko, the pro Poroshenko member of Parliament, Ariev, it's like they they do tongue twisters just to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? The pro Poroshenko member of Parliament, Ariev, claimed that Zelensky and his partners were the beneficiaries of an offshore network of companies that received $41 million in payments that originated from Privat Bank, the Ukrainian financial institution that the oligarch Kolomysky is alleged to have looted. Ariev's allegations were detailed in a chart that he publicized on Facebook showing a complex web of transaction between the layers of companies based in offshore havens, including the British Virgin Islands, Cyprus, and Belize. The chart showed showed money flowing from the bank via a series of apparent shell entities to companies alleged to have been owned by Zelensky and Associates. Ariev is not providing documentation to back up his claims, however. The Pandora Papers documents do provide the first cooperation for the element of his allegation. That 10 of the companies that allegedly received the money did really did belong to Zelensky and his partners. Such information has not previously been publicly available. Is anyone surprised... That our taxpayer dollars are going to pay all these people for to get rich? Same old shit, different fucking day. The new documents do not, however, corroborate areas claims of offshore uh, of that the offshore received funds from Kolomitsky's Privat Bank. I'm sure they hid that very well through China and other places. They they provide only fragmentary information about how money moved through Zelensky and his partners' offshore network. The financial flows that are visible from the documents appear to be connected to their television production business, of which Kolomiski was a client. And then the money funnels from that back into his wife. Nice little scheme they got going on here, don't they? Kind of wish I could get in, in on this, since, since nobody seems to be held accountable for this kind of money laundering. Uh, maybe we should all work on this myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. The leaked documents show the offshore network was set up by individuals behind Carvatal 95 in 2012, the same year in which local media reported that uh, they entered into production deal with Kolomiski's One Plus One group. The Pandora Papers show that SVT Films Limited, a company that was, as of May 2013, half-owned by British Virgin Islands holding company Maltex, was to be paid $1.2 million in licensing fees by 2013, for the television network program, Make a Comedian Laugh. In 2015, a company called Gementiano, Gementiano Holdings, which was ultimately owned by Zelensky's friend, Andrei Ikovlev, also received $750,000 into its account at Cyprus branch of Kolomiski's Privat Bank. The money came from SVT Films Limited, the payment for interim dividends. Yeah, nice. OCCRP has previously reported that Cyprus's branch played a key role in Kolomiski and his partner's alleged multi-billion dollar theft from the bank. Kolomiski's partner, Boholyubov, there it is again, you figure it out. Boholyubov. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Does it have the, um, it doesn't have it, no. It doesn't have the uh, enunciation of it, so. 
He has. He's a citizen of Ukraine, United Kingdom, Israel, and Cyprus. There you go. Multi-citizen. Of course he has Israel and the United Kingdom. Third richest man in Ukraine having $5.4 billion in assets. Uh... He's being sued by Victor Pinichuk uh, for $2 billion. <laughs> Philanthropy. In 2014, his foundation funded an educational center for Jewish history in the hall excavated under Jerusalem's Muslim Quarter. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, let's see. He acquired Cypriot citizenship in 2016 through a golden visa scheme. 2017, he was declared that he was a citizen of Ukraine, United Kingdom, Israel, and Cyprus. And he also noted that he lives in Geneva. Anyways, all right, so there's this guy. Hello, Karen here. Even as Zelensky pushes his anti-oligarch campaign, some continue to doubt his sincerity, you think? Among them is uh, Ruslan... <laughs> Here's another one. Um... Rybel Shapka, Rybel Shapka, that's the best I got, who was picked by Zelensky as the country's top prosecutor in 2019, but ousted from the role in early 2020, he told OCCRP he believes that he, this was due to pressure from the oligarch Kolomiski. Uh, president shouldn't own offshore companies and general offshore companies that are bad, da 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 He called moving money offshore an old tradition in Ukraine because the country was perceived to be as a dangerous place with no rule of law, kind of like America. <laughs> but still, the use of companies today raises red flags of tax evasion and the legalization of dirty money. That's the essence of offshore companies. And there you go. If you're wondering how it's done and a deeper picture of it, the Panama Papers have your uh, have your summary. You know, one of these days when I can get a new mic stand that stays where it's supposed to freaking stay, <clears throat> I can't wait for that day. That way I can actually get to my keyboard without knock, knocking my mic over all the time. That's freaking, wouldn't that be cool, man? Hey, uh, DK, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was, um, it was, lo it was long to get through all that, and I got it up on the website, um, the, uh, the DHS leaks. Everyone should indeed watch that. It's up on the website. I'll leave it up on the website for a while, uh, but you're right. Um, Obama Stasi exposed, uh, for everyone to see, no doubt about it. Here is the link to the Panama Papers read that we just, that I just showed you. Get that out there to y'all. Get it out there on social media and on the podcast later on as well. All right. Top of the hour. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. Uh, second half, I got a whistleblower, a Pfizer whistleblower for you and a bunch of other interesting stuff that's out there as well. So we're going to have to hop to that here pretty quick. Because I got a lot to get to. Sean Joe, one leg patriot, an abortionist, 
Average Joe, who cares? Sly Park, One Leg Patriot, Abolitionist, and many others. 9345 Gold Pills today. God bless you all. Thank you guys very kindly for the support, love, and prayers. Most importantly, if you can, tell somebody about the stream. Tell them to come hang out with us. Tell them why you're here. And I appreciate it. Just help spread the word for me. That's that's the biggest thing I need. I appreciate you all out there. Mike Stan sound like a dolphin here, right? <laughs> All right, uh, for the second half, uh, the moronic house speakership fight. I want to talk a little bit about that uh, to start start the hour off with. Uh, some interesting stuff in Germany, uh, in the stock market today as well. So kind of just some random stuff there, and then we'll get to the Pfizer whistleblower to wrap the show up here today, and we'll check in on some breaking news around the world too, see if there's anything happening out there. Um, I'm just checking in right now to see if there's anything uh, 76% of female murders were committed by someone they knew. There you go. Um, not breaking 911, 82-year-old Alabama woman locked up for not paying $77 trash bill. What the hell? And uh, Matriarch of the violent multi-million dollar Honduran cocaine trafficking organization. Um... What is this? Hold on. Let me pull this up. Uh, what? 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 What now? Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, a Honduran woman pleaded guilty today to participating in a large-scale conspiracy to traffic cocaine for the importation into the United States. According to court documents from 2016 to 2015, Orlinda Ramos Babadila, a.k.a. Orlinda Babadila, or Chinda, 62, Served as the leader of the Montez Babadila drug trafficking drug trafficking organization, or the Montez Los Montes, one of the largest drug cartels in Honduras. Los Montes was based in the town of Francia, Department of Cologne, in the northern coast of Honduras. Uh, the organization received maritime and clandestine air shipments of cocaine from sources in South America. Helped by the CIA, individual shipments of cocaine usually carried hundreds of and sometimes uh, more than a thousand kilograms of coke. After receiving a shipment of cocaine, Los Montes worked with other drug traffickers to transport the cocaine to the inland through Honduras into Guatemala and eventually into Mexico where it would be imported in the United States. Why, you know, they again, they, they use these people to traffic drugs uh, through profit for uh, RCIA and, and government agencies. And then they, you know, okay, we got them now. Look what we did. <laughs> and then the, the story of uh, the government's involvement in trafficking cocaine goes away. Always how that works. Always, always, always how that works. Um, I read an article today by Carrie Donovan. Um, her and I uh, used to do a show on uh, Patriot Soapbox. She's still out there writing. Um, and uh, she's using a Washington Post article to talk about the end of the Durham case and that it's wrapping up and that uh, the funding is going to be going away and it's all a big failure. It's possible. Uh, it's very possible uh, that, that Carrie is right on that. But... Um, I think it's premature to say that um, that Durham is a failure. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what comes of it. And if anything does, we shall see. 
the, the Durham report could, could come with uh, more indictments. So we'll see. The GOP's moronic House speakership fight. These are the kind of stories that I love from American Spectator. A rump caucus of Republican malcontents take their own party hostage. Perfect. Honduras. After four years of legislative malfeasance by Nancy Pelosi and her Democratic Mermidians. Okay. This word I got I gotta I gotta I gotta inform my or expand my vocabulary here today. What is a Mermidians? Greek mythology. In Homer's Iliad, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, see, I have not read Homer's Iliad in the Odyssey and all that good stuff. Anyways, uh, the Republicans will soon have a 222-2013 majority in the House of Representatives. It should be obvious that the meanest intelligence to the meanest intelligence. What in the? It should be obvious to the meanest intelligence that to accomplish anything useful with such a narrow majority, the House Republican Conference has to close ranks and prepare for a war with a radicalized Democrat minority that will continue its ongoing effort to undermine the will of the voters. The new Republican majority will get its first chance to present a unified front on January 3rd when the House meets to elect a new speaker to replace Pelosi. Yet a small cadre of GOP opportunists vows not to vote for the only realistic choice, current minority leader Kevin McCarthy. On November 15th, the Republican House conference elected McCarthy to be its nominee for House Speaker. He defeated his only challenger for the gavel, Representative Andy Biggs, 188 to 31. The latter, nonetheless, insists he will challenge McCarthy again in January. Aside from Biggs, McCarthy's loudest critics are Representative uh, Matt Gates, Bob Good, and Scott Perry and Matt Rosendale. Thank you, one like for spreading the word, brother. The GOP majority is so narrow that if they remain instringent, intransignant, why, you, why do you have to make everybody see how smart you are by using words like intransignant? Anyways, it could prevent McCarthy from becoming Speaker of the House. To prevail on January 3rd, he must garner majority of those voting in a full House in the full house and he won't get any democratic votes. All of this would be less perverse if McCarthy's GOP critics backed by a, a viable alternative, but representative Don Bacon told Fox news, they don't have an alternative. House Republicans, uh, are moving forward from that into this is what I'm trying to say. We can all criticize McCarthy as much as we want. We better start dealing with reality. House Republicans vow vengeance after GOP senators vote for the omnibus bill. 31 House Republicans signed on to a letter promising GOP senators who voted for the omnibus bill that would have their legislation blocked after Kevin McCarthy, who was expected to be the Speaker of House, voiced support for the idea. The letter, which was originally signed by Congressman Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, and Matt Gates, outlined the dangers of the $1.7 billion trillion bill Democrats forced through the legislation before the start of the new Congress. And so there you go. So much for the lame duck. A lot of talk, 
still happening back and forth. Keeping it moving. Uh, Facebook parent. You guys remember Cambridge Analytica? Cambridge Analytica. They are back in the news again. Hold on. Let me fix this. Bugging me. I don't know how this got so big. I think I was screwing around with my screen the other day or something. There. That's better. Intransigent, stubborn, unmoving, and mule-headed. Nice. I should change my name to Intransigent Abe. Stubborn, unmoving, and mule-headed Abe. Perfect for me, is it not? <laughs> anyway... Facebook parent settles Cambridge Analytica data harvesting scandal for $725 million. Interesting. They, of course, as usual, <laughs> rob your data, say, oops, sorry, pay a big fine, and then continue to do it. Same old shit, different day. Facebook parent Meta has agreed to settle a class action lawsuit over the Cambridge Analytica data harvesting scandal for $725 million, or just under 2.5 days of revenue. So, yeah, we got him this time to recap in 2014. Alexander Kogan of Cambridge University in the United Kingdom built a Facebook app that paid hundreds of thousands of users to take a psychological test. The app harvested not only the data of the test taker, but the data of their Facebook friends as well. Kogan sold the resulting database of up to 50, 50 million Americans to Cambridge Analytica, which provided analytical assistance to the 2016 campaign of uh, presidential campaigns of Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and others. Facebook subsequently banned Cambridge Analytica and in October 2019 agreed to pay the United Kingdom a $500,000 uh, fine exposing user data for serious risk of harm. The uh, $725 million settlement is the largest in U.S. data privacy class action, according to the BBC. Meta said that the settlement was in the best interest of the community and shareholders. We look forward to continuing to build services people love and trust with privacy. <laughs> um... It's just laughable, man. Cambridge Analytica does seem like eons ago. It's less than a tenth of what it spent on its efforts to create the metaverse last year alone. The settlement is subject to approval by a federal judge in San Francisco. This historic settlement will provide meaningful relief. Yeah. We're sorry. Here's a check for $25. My bad. We won't do that again. Slap on the hand. Don't do that. Same shit, different day. Uh, a couple other things here before I get to um, the uh, Pfizer whistleblower here pretty quick. Um, <laughs> in another President Trump told you so, Germany is returning to coal as energy security trumps climate goals. <laughs> When you I just when I see headlines like this, I just laugh. Duh. Uh, stocks tank as collapse um, in imports triggers the smallest U.S. trade deficit in two years. U.S. trade balance stunned onlookers this morning as the goods trade deficit narrowed in November to the smallest in two years after imports collapsed. The $83.3 billion deficit was a massively better than the $96.3 billion gap expected. 
This is the biggest decrease in the deficit since 2009. The shrinkage in the deficit was driven by a 7.6 plunge in imports. The lowest in more than a year. The value of exports also dropped. My question is, are Americans buying less overseas goods? And is this actually having an impact on the market? I hope so. I don't have any proof of that, but I know there's a lot of Americans who refuse to buy anything from China. They literally go through a store. If, there, if there's, it says China on it, they put it back. So, you know, I'm sure part of it is the lockdowns around the world and in China and the rest, right? There's part of that as well. There's, so there's so many different angles that it's very hard to tie them to just American spending habits. But I would like to see more information on that. So I'm going to dig a little more on it and see what I can find. But, um, Pretty interesting. A 13% drop in the value of consumer goods. Uh, the, the American consumer has largely been spending on services instead of goods in recent months. Finally, this is a problem for Paul and the tribe of dovish hoppers. Fourth quarter GDP is going to be a disaster. And yeah. And the Fed just continues to make things worse. Anyways, um, stocks tank today massively. And, um, you know, at the end of the year, you see a lot of profit taking. There's, there's so many different things that are happening out there. I just thought it was interesting to see, to see that happening out there today as well. All right, real quick, 10 wins from 2022. Um, I'm going to hold that. Um, what else do I have? Uh, I got that. I got that. I got that. All right. Let's go straight to the uh, whistleblower. Disney's got problems. There's some, there's some other good news out there. Okay. Check this out. Has anybody out there heard of Brooke Jackson? I have not. So maybe, maybe there's others, others that are out there that have, uh, have heard about her and heard about the story. Uh, so let me, give me a chance to let me know out there. If you guys have heard of Brooke, Hey Amy, good to see you out there. Merry Christmas. All right. Okay, real quick. Um, I am Brooke James Jackson. Who are you? I am BrookeJackson.com. That's who. Hey, no. Oh, crap. Come on. All right, here. You come over here, you go there. There we go. That's better. I dedicated my ne my near two-decade career to helping to get safe and effective therapeutics, vaccines, and devices to consumers. Like many, I had confidence and trust in the regulatory process and in the federal agencies in place to protect public health. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, and others have failed to do their job protecting the American people. They choose rather... 
uh, to protect and serve the interest of powerful corporations and ignore the vaccine injuries and deaths. I think there's only way forward is to be transparent in the failures, expose the corruption on all levels, and hold these criminals accountable. Since September of 2020, I've worked around the clock, focused solely on compiling evidence for my legal team and to bring awareness to injuries and harms caused by the mRNA COVID-19 products. And I found a thread highlighting the, uh, you know, the story. So we're going to go through the thread here real quick. Thanks for being here today, guys. Smalls, Tennessee. Thank you for the cookie. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, there's um, she's there's a lot of uh, this going around on Twitter today. Um, so maybe you've seen uh, this story going around Twitter recently in the past couple weeks or so. Did you know? That there is a pending federal court case right now that aims to prove that Pfizer's mRNA shots were sold to the government based on fraudulent data and could upend Pfizer's contract with the government. It could, in effect, stop the shots. Okay, according to the whistleblower's lawyers representing the case... It is the single most significant whistleblower case in the world, in history, with $2.9 trillion in damages being sought after for the fraud committed to the public. This one case has the potential to bankrupt Pfizer and disrupt the entire pharmaceutical industry and regulatory agencies that failed in their jobs for safety oversight way that our system is working right now is evil. It is against humanity, and it's really, so, it's so destructive. We've got purges going on in our country. We've crossed the Rubicon into something totally different that is unprecedented that I've never seen before. And the case involves a whistleblower who oversaw multiple chemical clinical trial sites for the Pfizer in 2020 in her 20 years of work, working in clinical trials. She said she never witnessed such an egregious fraud on every level. It's egregious to a level that I haven't seen in any other case. For instance, she discovered a, a case in which Pfizer directly asked the clinical trial site investigator who oversaw the data logging to change a patient diagnosis to say they died of COVID, even though all the tests came back negative. For a pharmaceutical company to be involved at this level and to try to sway trial data to help their outcome is illegal and fraudulent and should have been investigated by the FDA immediately. She alerted her management to no avail. She then alerted Pfizer when neither of those parties seemed willing to address the laundry list of alarming claims that she should have, that should have shut down all the sites altogether pending an investigation. She then called the FDA a few hours after alerting the FDA, she was fired from her job. Being an honest person with integrity who had spent her entire career in clinical trials, she was shocked by the government's failure to care about the millions of lives these trials would impact. She lawyered up and filed a federal lawsuit called the, uh, called the False Claims Act on behalf of the people of the United States of America. 
There is Brooke right there. The FDA has done everything it can to stall and delay this trial, but right now it's in the hands of a federal judge in Beaumont, Texas. This federal judge has the power to decide if the case will be allowed to move forward to discovery as well as to proceed to set a trial date. The public needs to know about this case and why it matters to every person impacted by the fraud that occurred. It's the only known case that can allegedly show that Pfizer defrauded the American people and the world by entering into a contract with the Department of Defense based on fraudulent data causing undue harms and fraudulently claiming it was safe and effective. So what does the whistleblower, I am Brooke Johnson, plan to do with the money if the case moves forward to, to trial and she wins? Here's what she told S.T. Kirsch in an interview a while back. But that is not my money. That that belongs to the people and those that have been injured by this vaccine. And I will leave it to, to these guys to figure out how we set up a fund um, to make sure that, that you know, this, this money goes to them. If there's anything successful, we'll go to them. To the vaccine injured. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Stay up to date on the case, ironbrookjackson.com. If you guys haven't haven't uh, heard about this or raised awareness uh, or whatever, help me raise awareness about it. Ah, thank you, brother. Appreciate that falling. Have a great evening, sir. So you can see you later tonight, maybe. Um, if you can help raise the raise awareness about uh, this case, and I am Brooke Jackson, and uh, if we can lift her up in any way as possible. Um, here is the link to her website. It has uh, her social media links and other stuff on there. If you can give her a shout out from the uncensored family, let her know we support her. And if there's anything we can do to help uh, spread the, the word out there about what she's trying to do as well. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. The phone. Thanks for the ship, brother. Appreciate that. Have a great evening. Appreciate it, man. All you guys out there today. Great crowd today. Appreciate y'all. All right, so there's that thread. I'll put that I'll put that thread out there in social media as well later on today. Uh, coming into the bottom of the hour here. Yeah, I wonder how much the lawyers will get from that. That is a good question. I don't think it's um, a third, though, is it? I think they get a, per- a percentage, but I don't think it's a third. Yeah, Chaco Freedoms, not all judges are corrupt. It's um, it's not as, as uh, simple as that. The legal system is a, is a complex disaster. It's not just the judges. It's the legal system as a whole is a freaking disaster. We need tort, tort reform on a, on a huge level. But I feel your frustration for sure. Police officer killed in a shooting in Ontario, Canada. Two suspects at large. That breaking out there on police frequency right now. Uh, breaking news the Supreme Court delivers a massive ruling on Trump era title 42. Got that covered at the very top of the show. As soon as we started, uh, judge Thompson will not sanction Larry Carrie Lake. Um, duh. Gotta take the tiny victories. That's true. All right. Uh, let's see anything else out there. House GOP preparing to hold Biden accountable for Afghanistan withdrawal. And we'll see. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, Libs of TikTok did a show. Um, that's cool. 
Elon Musk margin call is important. Uh, wow, whatever, whatever. Chris Miller, new tweet. When we, when are we going to get serious about being effective across the entire spectrum of the conflict? Huge thanks to Lieutenant General retired Cleveland for not giving up and continuing the campaign, still leading, developing a mastery of irregular warfare in the hill.com. Huh. What do you got here, cat girl? What do you got here? As recall in reply, getting serious about information warfare means getting serious about civilian control of the military and SOF. It's the only way to get off the CTDA gravy train that so many GOFOs are hooked to. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to find this article. <clears throat> Devin Nunez for speaker. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Hold on a sec. It's getting cold in here. I turned the heat way down today, and now it's now that the sun's going down. It's getting chilly, a little chilly in here. Chilly, chilly. Uh, developing a mastery of two weeks ago. <laughs> Interesting find, cat girl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna read this article. Uh, let's see what else. Kay Lake uh, got that covered. Title Forty Two got that covered. Wayne Allen Root got that covered. Becker, Southwest Airlines meltdown. So we have a major snowstorm. <laughs> Half the country gets shut down. The National Guard is launched into freaking Buffalo to help people that are dying and get frozen in the streets. And the government says, we're going to hold Southwest Airlines accountable. Remember I was talking about placing blame in the right place? What is it about leftists that can't place blame in the right place? The freaking snow, it snowed like six feet of freaking snow. And you're going to blame the freaking airlines for cancellations? I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more to it. Maybe Southwest bumbled something and screwed it all up. I don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who got screwed over by Southwest Airlines. I'm, I get it. But there was a major snowstorm. Some would call it a national disaster. Uh, it's like the Katrina thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't blame the freaking hurricane for destroying the city and, and, you know, killing people. No, no, no. Blame the people who are trying to help. <laughs> Anyways, drives me nuts. It's the, you know, the, the, the placement of blame, it seems, this country is especially terrible at. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, 12, 14, 2022 by Charles T. Cleveland, Daniel Engel, David Maxwell, and High Rothstein, opinion contributors, developing a mastery of irregular warfare. All right. I want to see this. The U.S. military has failed to master irregular warfare above the tactical level. This is not a problem. This is not a new problem, and it is one that has been recognized by leaders at the most senior echelons of the government. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates stated that perhaps most clearly when he admonished the Department of Defense in 2008 National Defense uh, Strategy to display a mastery of irregular warfare comparable to that which we possess in conventional combat. 
The lack of focus on this form of warfare within the DOD may be to blame. Secretary Gates characterized this challenge in his memoir as military services preoccupation with the planning, equipping, and training of mutual friends, da, 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 previous efforts to address the challenge. More recently, the 2020 Irregular War Annex to the National Defense Strategy emphasized the need to institutionalize irregular warfare. I'm just kind of scanning this. Um, Developing a mastery is no small feat. History has shown that U.S. military relies on the use of conventional forces in all conflicts and ghosts in the machine, but nobody talks about that. Uh, momentum created by U.S. Congress authorizing the creation of the Irregular Warfare Center. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, cool. Interesting article. Sudarpa. All right, um, one more thing I wanted to check here. Hold on, and then we'll get to the rest of the stuff that's out there today. General Flint sent something out there. Uh, coming to a street corner near you and sooner, better wake up and get our elected officials to start acting responsibly, and instead of acting like a uniparty they become, charged with a thought crime. <laughs> wow. Charged with a thought crime? I'm still trying to get my mind around the fact that I've been arrested for silent thoughts going on in the privacy of my own head. My faith is a central part of who I am, so sometimes I'd stand or walk near an abortion facility and pray about this issue. Police asked me what I was doing one afternoon near the abortion centre. I was clearly just standing there, motionless. I was completely silent. I let the police officers know that I might be praying inside my own head. That's all I was doing, thinking, lifting up my thoughts to God in silent prayer. This was enough for them to arrest me and take me to the station. Before doing this, they searched me on the pavement, even searching through my hair and confiscating the tissues from my pockets. When I was taken down to the police station, I was then grilled about what I was thinking. Later, they let me know that I've now been charged on four counts because of the thoughts I've been thinking and where I was thinking them. You don't have to be pro-life to see that this is wrong. Freedom of thought, conscience and belief are the most fundamental rights and are an essential part of our human identity. My name's Isabel. I'm a friend to some, a sister to others, a charity worker, a Christian. I'm not a criminal, but I've been censored. And that's what's happening uh, across the pond in, in uh, England. I did see that story yesterday. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. 10 wins for 2022. This freaking mic. I, I cannot wait to get a new mic stand. <sighs> There were several promising develops in the year of our Lord in 2022 and a few honest-to-goodness wins from L. Purnell. Why not, huh? Not everything has to be a downer. Staring down the end of 2022, burdened by rumblings of nuclear war, news of collusion between the corrupt intelligence agencies and big tech to silence Americans, and the threat of a rabid Justice Department that's trumping up charges against peaceful pro-lifers, plenty of Americans may feel they're closing out the year with less hope than they began it. Radicals are trying to trans are trying to trans the kids and conservatives' most powerful office holder. 
is Mitch McConnell. I should say the left's most powerful office holder is Mitch McConnell. But darkness in this world is nothing new. And until heaven comes to earth again, we will have battles to fight. The year of our Lord 2022 brought several promising developments and a few honest-to-goodness wins. I'm far from first to compile this, but the Washington Post has its own good things that happened in 22 Roundup. If you like the editorial board that came up with the list isn't completely detached from reality in this D.C. bubble, considering that one of the 22 things they choose to include was the Washington Metro reaching Dulles Airport. The editorial board also included butterboards, which, as many uh, as my colleague Madeline Osbert has pointed out, represent the decline of civilization. What in the actual fuck is a butterboard? I don't even want to know. But if you prefer not to depend on the butterboard propagandist at WAPO, for your good news, here's an alternative compilation. The Dobbs decision overturned Roe. In, in something that I didn't think I would see quite yet, but I, I was hoping we would see in my lifetime, just not so quickly, the Dobbs decision overturned Roe. In June, the Supreme Court overturned its previous invention of the federal right to abortion, empowering state legislatures to ban the barbarous practice of killing babies in the womb. Now abortion is illegal in 13 states, with partial bans in place for at least five other states. In November, pro-abortion groups estimated that 100,000 or 10,000 lives have been saved since the, the Dobbs decision drops. The chance of life uh, for thousands of babies and the chance of their mothers and families to have known and loved them. State courts and parents pushed back on trans agendas. Number two. Biden administration pushes parents, schools, and the rest of America to embrace its transgender agenda. 2022 saw several victories in the fight against adults who are trying to sexually manipulate confused children. After the U.S. Department of Agriculture added sexual orientation and gender identity to its interpretation of sex in Title IX, a move that could see schools lose federal funds for lunch programs unless they uh, allow boys and girls bathrooms. It's fucking Mike. 22 states sued the USDA and, and insisted the rule change was in conflict with Title IX. Earlier this month, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against the Biden administration's attempt to force religious medical providers to perform sterilization sex surgeries on patients without gender or with gender dysphoria. Meanwhile, states such as Alabama and Arizona approved legislation this year to banning doctors from doing uh, from deforming sexual organs of minors. Florida Board of Med uh, Medicine passed similar protections. Texas's executive branch is investigating procedures under a, a child abuse doctrine. A uh, dozen other states considered similar, similar measures and activists around the country continuing to push for change on this front to stop these disgusting leftists from shoving this stuff down the throats of, of children. Parents and pastors continue to fight back against the sexualization of children as well. Number three, Americans realize the corporate press is a threat to democracy and an enemy of the people. In an October poll published on none other than the New York Times, a whopping 83% of likely voters said they believe the corporate media are a threat to democracy. Boom. There's nothing. The QOP wasn't just a waste of time, and there's it's just you don't understand. You're all a bunch of radical domestic terrorists. 83% of the voters have figured it out. That's all I got to say. Any questions? Any questions, Will Summer? Is there a reason why nobody reads your fucking garbage articles? 
The Supreme Court upheld the Second Amendment rights. You're watching that every single day. We had another win this week on the Second Amendment and many others as well. The New York Supreme Court, uh, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin in June, the Supreme Court struck down a New York gun control law uh, stating that its proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens, citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their Second Amendment. Wyomingites. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> Threw Liz Cheney out of Congress. See you later, Liz. Don't let the door heat in the ass. Number six. Federal judge smacked down Biden's unlawful mask mandate. Remember that? Nobody really reported that except for a few of us. Top Gun Maverick celebrated American greatness. Yay. In what most would agree the best blockbuster of the year, Tom Cruise and company returned to the skies in Top Gun Maverick. Um, Let's see, number eight. Loudoun County schools saw a measure of justice. We're still seeing more on that stuff as well from the Loudoun County uh, schools. There's more coming from there. Twitter censors lost their stranglehold on speech thanks to Elon Musk, the Twitter files, and the rest still coming out, and more to come on that front as well. States started to fight for election integrity, and then finally, uh, and there's a lot more to go on that front, but at least there is a foundation to start with, with getting change in states on election integrity. Um... Why the timing of it? Does it matter, really? Um, states started for to fight for election integrity. Number ten. Oh, that's uh, there's your there's your top ten. Okay, so I thought she was I was gonna have to read twenty two of these, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to speed this up here a little bit. All right, so there you go. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, the new one. I guess I'm gonna have to check it out because if uh, she liked it, maybe it's something worth watching. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> All right, the federal court uh, dismisses the FBI entrapment defense in the Whipper kidnapping plot retrial and gives the alleged ringleader a 16-year sentence. This dropped today as well. Adam Fox was sentenced uh, Tuesday to 16 years in prison for his lead role in the 2020 plot to kidnap Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer in the Fednapping case. Uh, the retrial found Fox guilty in August of conspiracy to commit kidnapping and possession of a, mass, a ma- weapon of mass destruction. Also convicting Barry Croft Jr. of those charges and possessing an unregistered destructive device. Uh, the prosecution had lobbied for Fox to receive a life prison. Croft sentencing has been scheduled for Wednesday. He and Fox's lawyers had claimed the FBI entrapped them and the two other men were acquitted in their initial trial in April. Uh, after arguing that the FBI had used improper tactics and engaged in unprofessional behavior, you think? For instance, FBI agent Christopher Long testified at the retrial that the FBI informant Jenny Plunk shared a hotel room with Croft in July of 2020, and she and the informant Steve Robeson allegedly smoked weed with him. Of course there was a honeypot along. Of course there was a honeypot along. There always is. Oh, wow. This is on August 13th, 
Uh, that's just a Washington Examiner article. <laughs> nice. Fox 11 online. Jenny Plunk. All right, uh, there's that. I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, go woke, go broke. Disney may be forced to dump a cash cow asset. Not all things are bad. Things seem to be getting worse and worse for Walt Disney. As a major report has emerged indicating the company may ditch some of its most profitable assets in next year. Fox Business reports that Wells Fargo analysts predicted that Disney would part ways with ESPN and ABC in 2023 as part of an effort by returning CEO Bob Iger to focus on content and cost rationalization. ESPN, which is 80% owned by Disney, has been described as a cash cow for the company. Fox Business states that uh, the linear and sports trend are diverging from the core IP, whatever. Anyway, so that's what that is there. What was this? What was this? I found this, and I meant to look look into this. Hey, Toria, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. This is the emergency use authorization for an unimproved product review memorandum. Event-driven request. Emergency use authorization. Application number 27034. Uh, sponsor Pfizer. Submission date November 20th, 2020. Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, 0.3 milliliter suspension of intramuscular injection, active immunization to prevent coronavirus disease in 2019 caused by acute uh, by SARS coronavirus, SARS COVID-2. Individuals 16 uh, age of older intended population. Oh, this is the the study, the efficacy, and the rest. The complete, uh, this is the complete doctored study for the emergency use trial showing efficacy. Showing a 95% efficacy in all participants. Yeah, fucking right. Bull fucking shit it is. Over 55 years, a 93.7. How many people got COVID after they got the vaccine? Wow. Wow. Subgroup analysis of vaccine efficacy. So this is the fraudulent study that the uh, whistleblower had submitted. That's what this was. All right. I was wondering what the heck that was. I found shit somewhere and just threw it up in there. Um, Let's see. Just the Real News had some interesting stuff in there today as well. Um, Emergency food and shelter program. National board allocates... Seventy-five million for uh, humanitarian assistance. What was this? GFA Production Jimen com- Company issues voluntary nationwide recall of Easy Care First Aid Burn Cream due to microbial contamination. Nice. Easy Care First Aid Burn Cream and First Aid Kits. Nice. That's great. Uh, former coach of Picos. Pleads guilty to coercion and enticement of minors. Uh, FEMA gives free rebuilding advice. Let's see. Rogers asked DOD for plan to rescind COVID-19 vaccine mandate for the military. Healthcare.gov signups outpaced previous year at key milestone. Antonia Apps named director of 
New York Regional Office, results of Nepal's federal elections, Kremlin's weaponization of energy. Two convicted at trial got that one. And uh, that, let's see, there was one other. Where is that? Oh, these. Utah man charged in a federal court following events at the United States Capitol. Man arrested uh, for illegally entering the office of the Speaker of the House. And on behalf of the U.S. Army Statement of National Guard, the District of Columbia, da, 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 let's see, 13 charged in a federal court following a riot at the United States Capitol so far. So a bunch of those today uh, hit as well that I wanted to get highlighted today as well. Uh, in Iran, Iran's Razi vows no mercy for the hostile protest movement. There's still protests happening in Iran that no one is talking about. Not, there's really not much news getting out from Iran, but I have seen a little bit here and there where I've been able to find some stuff out of Iran, but there's still active protests happening in Iran today. And uh, they're, Iran's about getting ready to crack down, so there's that going on out there as well. Um, I think we're at, what was it like? I think the last I saw was at least seven or eight countries that had massive, pro, massive countrywide protests happening, which is interesting. Um, I don't know why Sarah Carter and Lara Logan's Telegram share all these stupid ass links out there all the time. That's probably why people are telling me to get off of Telegram because they're all fake links being shared. Seattle storm cripples the city and cars and people slide down the hills. You guys saw uh, pictures of uh, Seattle. The next storm's coming, and uh, they're already hitting there as well. Kathy Casho, did you, did you know the first person to recognize Jesus still in his mother's womb was an unborn child? It was John the Baptist. I don't need to know anything else to be pro-life. Luke 1.41, when Elizabeth heard Mary greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with joy and, hel- and holy with the, filled with the Holy Spirit. Jeez. Come on, I spit it out already. Um, is Donna feeling better? Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. DHS statement, the border is not open. We will continue to fully enforce our immigration laws as a statement from the Department of Homeland Security drops today. Uh, let's check this out real quick. Um, as required by today's Supreme Court order, the Title 42 public health order will remain in effect and individuals who attempted to enter the United States unlawfully will continue to be expelled to Mexico or to their home country. People should not listen to the lies of smugglers who take advantage of vulnerable immigrants, putting their lives at risk. The border is not open. We will continue to fully enforce our immigration laws. We will continue to manage the border, but we do so within the constraints of decades-old garbage immigration system that everyone knows is broken. We need Congress to pass comprehensive immigration reform legislation. President Biden proposed the day he took office. And yet, you know it's not going to be actual immigration reform. Because nobody actually wants to solve the problem at the border. That would make too much freaking sense. Number one fan in the house. Good to see you out there. Uh, let's see, I needed the link for the article on irregular warfare. Oh, I dumped it. I do I do I still have that? Um I think I dumped the article. I did. Uh let me see if I can find it for you, Chris, real quick in my history. Um and it's gone. No, I lost it, Chris. Sorry. I'll, I'll see if I can find it for you. I'll put it out there later. I can put it in um, Discord. Uh, 
Hey, Desert Beauty. Good to see you out there. I hope all is well. Covenant Gardens, Chris, Jane, Z Patriot, all you guys out there on Twitch. Thanks for being here today, uh, Twitch crowd. A sippy cup. Thanks for the new follow and a Merry Christmas. 50 bits cheers from Shano Vision. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, my friend. I missed that earlier on Twitch. Thank you. Uh, National Guard shutting down Baltimore. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for that, Glenn. Lie with statistics, the Bill Gates book. Yeah, I hear you. That is a good book. All right, the last couple of things, last five minutes, what did I have? Um, oh, I wanted to just double check on uh, breaking news real quick. Uh, Supreme Court got that. Uh, Garrett Ziegler, nothing. Breaking. Um, dad in his underwear fights off teens who broke into his home. Blah, yeah. Special bulletin, a missing person in California. There's been a lot of missing person things in California recently. Weird. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing for nothing is nothing. It's a quiet day out there today. The FCCED, let's check in with them and we'll check in with the Department of Justice real quick to see if there's anything going on over there. U.S. judge rejects Maduro's allies' claim of diplomatic immunity. Interesting. Federal judge in Miami rejecting attempts by the close ally of Nicolas Maduro to shield himself from criminal charges. Honeywell, UOP to pay over $160 million to resolve foreign bribery investigations in the United States and Brazil. Ex-Maldi's leader gets 11 years in prison for money laundering and a bribe. Talked about Maldi's earlier with regards to uh, the Panama Papers. Francis Saffron to pay $17.2 million to settle China China bribery charges in a U.S. probe. Founder of a California-based porn empire's resident in Spain. We talked about that yesterday. Real housewife Jen Shaw could get, should get 10 years in prison following a guilty plea for wire fraud. Um, FTX ally warned authorities days before the Bank of Free arrest. Um, we saw that there was a bunch of stuff happening over there with that and the Biden administration and FTX as well, which is interesting. India, former director of general audit, sentenced to four years in bribery case. Rabobank investigated for suspected Dutch money laundering violations. Son of the former Mozambique president, sentenced to 12 years in prison for fraud. Argentinian vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, sentenced to six years in prison for corruptions. Panama's ex-president, Martinelli, to stand trial for money laundering charge. UK files a watchdog fines Santander $132 million over anti-laundering controls. Glencore agrees to pay Congo $180 million in a bribery case. And jury finds Hugo Chavez's ex-nurse guilty of money laundering as well. And that's pretty much the, all the ones that we had that I haven't gotten caught up on in a while. But yet another reminder, the legal system takes freaking forever. But eventually... It does seem as justice happens. Checking in with um, the DOJ, two convicted uh, in a trial, Michigan governor today, and the nothing new from since the 23rd. And that's it. Nothing else happening out there. That's all I got for you. Another huge day in gold pills. Thank God, you guys, 12,345 gold pills today. You guys are just amazing. I just don't even know what to say to you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Toria, the fallen one, Smalls, one leg, Sean Joe, uh, abolitionist, average Joe, uh, who cares, and Sly Park and abolitionist. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. One leg again. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you guys. You guys are very awesome people, man. I appreciate you all very much, and thank you all. 
Much love and God bless you all. Let me go ahead and get the gold pills out there for you guys. And wherever you head next, do me a favor. Tell them the uncensored family sent you. I appreciate you all for hanging out with me here today. Thank you all for being here today. Everyone over there on Tiger Network. The Rumble crowd has been out there lurking and listening. Sausage Launcher, Alita, the rest of the lurkers out there. JD Rich, much love. Have a great evening and enjoy your evening wherever you may go next. I appreciate you all. Twitch crowd, much love and God bless you all as well. Desert Beauty, Z Patriots. Um, Jane and the rest of you over there on Twitch lurking and listening, much love. Uh, let me see if I can find out how to... Uh, I deleted one of my the things, so now I don't know how to do it. Um... Oh, well, never mind. Peace and much love to you guys out there. D-Live and the rest of the lurkers out there. Amy B and all of you, <clears throat> appreciate you all again. Do me a favor if you get time. Uh, check out um, the link <clears throat> the link, and share the link for Landon's obituary. Um, if you can send flowers or if there's any way you can help, we appreciate you all very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thanks for being here today with me again. Be back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Have a great evening, and God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.